Daily Takeaway. Bushir, how's it going? Just want to uh, apologise to lovely Georgie from our office who's just put her head into uh, the studio to offer myself and producer Adem uh, a fab ice lolly, but neither of us like fabs. I'm gonna, th- weirdly, there's only two ice lollies in the world that I won't touch with a barge pole. Fab, because it's kind of a bit weird, and then funny feet, because it feels like you're sucking someone else's toe. Just sort of get you all up to speed on that. So apologies for being so fussy. Not one to normally turn down an ice lolly. So, how are you doing all right? We've had a bit of drama in our house. Got home last night, big old drama in the Bush household. Uh, got back from work, all the electricity had gone, the lights were out. Uh, it blown a fuse, so I got the torch out. I've got one of them lantern torches. You know, normally you can have a, a like a handheld security guard torch thing. I think that's a technical term. But I've got one that's like a lantern that you hold above you. So I always feel like whenever there's like a, you know, a lecky's gone or something, I feel like an innkeeper in the Middle Ages trying to find out what's uh, startled the horses. Anyway, so it turns out a fuse has blown in the oven and the, the element, I believe that's what it's called, which sounds like, uh, you know, something from a spell, but the element has given up the ghost. Is that the right word? But the bloke who fixes stuff uh, for, like, our oven and everything, we've got a man, his name's Dave, and he's on holiday, so we have to wait it out, which means we can't use the oven in our house for a week. Uh, so what I would like from you lot in the first hour of this show, and genuinely, I mean, I need help here. I need some hob-only dinner recipes or suggestions, please. Which you might think, well, that's fairly simple. When you actually boil it down, excuse the pun, isn't as easy as you think. So Richard's tweet to say, Paella, mate, I'm not Keith Floyd. Uh, and then our Adem, you know, producer Adem, didn't like Fabs either, earlier as well, uh, was talking about uh, hob-top pizza, which is... I don't think that's a thing. You can't cook a pizza on the hob. Also, we've got an induction hob. I think that's the right term for it. The world's worst type of hob. Who invented the induction hob? What were they trying... Is it like a practical joke? If you, if you don't know what an indu- induction hob is, right, uh, what it does, it means that 95% of all the pots and pans in the world you can't use. And then what it'll do is beep at you if you've left a tea towel anywhere near the hob. That's all it does. But anyway... Hob-only dinner recipes, please. A lot of people have been getting in touch saying, fix it yourself. Well, you know me, man. Imagine me having a go at that. Two words, house fire. I don't want to be on 999 with Michael Burke. Thanks very much. Ed says you need an air fryer bush. I don't really know what that is. It's like, again, a bit of magic. Charlotte says get the barbecue out. Weirdly enough, donkeys years ago uh, stayed in America for a bit on the run from the law. Uh, The dad of the family we were staying with uh, used to go outside, cook stuff on the barbecue, bring it back in. That could be a goer. And Toffee Dean, an Evertonian after my own heart, says, what about a pan of scouse? I don't mean like a pan of scotter, I mean a pan of scouse, which is, I've had scouse before, but I don't really know how to make it. Uh, Diane sent me this kind of strange list. She says, one, burgers, mash, peas or beans. Two, sausages. Three, bacon. Four, chops with above or boiled potatoes. Five, spaghetti. Thank you very much for that, Diane. We've got Lottie on the phone, who's 14 years old, with a bit of advice. Tell us about it, Lottie. Uh, Food that I cook quite often is either risotto or shepherd's pie, something like that. Um, I often cook chicken goujons on pita bread with loads of salad and some mayonnaise or sour cream and things on top. Oh, wow. It, just, it takes maybe 20 minutes, if that. So you do shepherd's pie on the hob, do you, Lottie? Uh, can yeah. do. I usually put it in the oven afterwards, but that's just to make the mashed crispy on top, so wow. it's not necessary. Check you out, 14 years of age, cooking for the family. Who are you cooking for right there? Um, I'm cooking for mum, dad, uh, usually my brother's sister if they're down, in case the grandma she's up visiting. 
quite a few people. Wow, a bit of child labour going on here. How long have you been cooking for? <laughs> um, for as long as I can remember, really. Um, I've always been cooking. Oh, wow. So is this something you might want to do in the future, get into catering and, and cooking and all that kind of stuff? Oh, I'd love to get into cooking. It's something I've always really wanted to do. It just sort of, I find it relaxing. Oh, good on you. And uh, is your cooking better than your parents' cooking, Lottie, would you say? No. <laughs> Mum's sat next to me, so I'd better not say yes. But That's fair enough. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Well, listen, lovely to speak to you. Lottie, uh, d- don't let them take liberties. If they start trying to get you to go up the chimney to clean that, you know it's gone too far, OK? <laughs> OK, got it. Great to speak to you. Take care. Take care. Chris says, listen to this, Madman. I often cook onion bargees and samosas in the toaster. Excellent with a microwave curry. Living the dream there. Chris, when did you win the lotto? Uh, David Wigan says, in this weather bush, be thankful and just do sandwiches and salad. He's got a point. Uh, Shirley's on the phone with a bit of advice, though. What's your advice, Shirley? I think you need to just buy an air fryer. Solves all problems. It's the handiest thing. Uses less energy than the standard oven. It's good to go. So is this the the, uh, the the future on from... I remember back in the day we had like an old school chip pan that we'd have chicken nuggets after school. Is that, is that the, the futuristic version of a chip pan fryer? Yes, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Chicken nuggets will be done in 10 minutes. Wow, because I mean, obviously, I mean, we talked about this on the show yesterday, but I was kind of scared of chip pans back in the day because there's loads of government safety adverts about throwing a wet tea towel on them and stuff like that if they caught fire. These are safe though, right? Air fryers? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, just there. <laughs> what was the last thing you did in your air fryer, Shirley? Um, um, <laughs> onion rings. Yeah, onion rings. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't think of that. Put you, put you on the spot. I put you on the spot. I haven't had anything hot for like two weeks because it's so warm. <laughs> good on you. Well, listen, lovely to speak to you. That's a good suggestion, that. Thank you. Thank you. No bother. Okay. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. A week on Saturday, then, so August the 20th, I'm doing something a bit different. I'm going to be DJing something that looks very cool called Radwood at Bista Heritage. My friend Jeff lives in Bista, and we always used to rib him about um, Bista. Outlet Village, Mr. Village. Now they've got Radwoods that weekend. It's a celebration of cars and things from the 80s and 90s. It's right up my street. So I'm going to play a load of indie tunes there in the afternoon, which will be great. Hopefully the weather will be nice and sunny as well. It's basically the cars of Grand Theft Auto. It looks incredibly cool, cooler than I am. But it got me thinking about stuff from the 80s and 90s. And we had cool machines back then. I feel like back in that era, uh, the machines themselves were objects of desire. And in popular culture, like the machine was the star for a lot of TV and stuff back then. You think about it like Knight Rider, Street Orc, Transformers, Airwolf. That's probably why Top Gun was so damn good when it came back round again. It's like, yes, jet planes. I remember them. I remember loving them. So when I think back to it, I was obsessed with the... Do you remember the Lockheed SR-71 Blackbird? Quite a niche cultural reference, but it was like this kind of long, thin uh, like jet that went really high in the sky, did lots of spying. Big thing about stealth back in the 80s, just like peering at people. You just go on the internet now. I think it was in the Clint Eastwood movie Firefox as well, which took it to the next level, but I loved it. Gareth has just tweeted me to say, Bush, you always knew you'd win at top trumps when you had the Blackbird. Yes, you're right. So I want to know from you this hour of the show, what was your machine of desire back then? Was it that Porsche from the 80s? We had martini stickers all over it. Uh, someone's tweeted me to say, get to Duxford Museum, Bush. They've got one. Not as big as you'd imagine. Not the first time I've heard that, thanks. Mark says, one day in school in the 80s, for some reason, we got to look through a load of car magazines and pick the one we'd most like to own when we grew up. One kid picked a prototype amphibious car. I picked a Nissan Micra. Well, it's a machine of desire. Anything goes, as far as I'm concerned. Erlinger's tweeted to say, uh, my dad's 1985 Fent 306 LS machine. It's just a massive tractor. 
It's weird because, like, growing up in Devon, like I did, a lot of the times you're just like annoyed at tractors and asking them to pull over and lay by because they're holding a load of cars up. But I imagine if you're in the uh, agricultural sector, it is an object of desire. I, I was going to suggest that people are not that bothered about like fighter jets and that these days. Like it was all about the Harrier jump jet and stuff. People are not that bothered anymore. But Hattie from Bournemouth says uh, the Eurofighter Typhoon aircraft. It's a love of mine. That I've always had since I was a kid. It's still going strong. Every hour, every show that's on, I go every year. Good on you, Paul from Hull. Always wanted a rally Vectar. Do you remember that's the BMX that had uh, indiscriminate plastic electrical items stuck to it, like a phone and a doorbell. <laughs> Uh, Lee says, uh, I was obsessed with the Norton NRS 588, amazing British racing bike, sponsored by IPS. Is that IBS or IPS? Oh, we've got Matthew on the line. Matthew, what is your machine of desire, my friend? Uh, it's Kit from Night Rider. Brilliant. So you like the car and you like the robot in it, and how, how has that manifested itself in your life? Um, I always watched it when I was younger. Um, always swore when I was 40 years old I'd have one of my own. Right. I thought I got one when I was 43, and it's just been a long-term project, and it's currently in slough having a new engine gearbox put in. <laughs> so what? you need to back up a bit there. So what, you've actually built your own kit car? Yeah, it came looking a bit like it. I've built the dashboard in my living room um, that talks to you and does all the stuff. I can buy it, send you a video by all means. Yeah. I've done that, yeah. I've done all the electronics. It's all just waiting for the car to come back to all be installed. So what about the voice? What, what kind of voice have you got on your kit car then? Uh, I have got the original voice. I bought a computer um, that is designed to, you can actually talk to, and it will answer you back in Kit's voice. Oh, my word. So, I mean... Um, I it, it will do everything that Kit used to do, apart from jumping and skiing, which obviously you do that, you're going to wreck the car. But it's got laser, it's got the scanner, it's got absolutely everything. And you can operate it all by voice. Brilliant. Uh, man, so I mean, the, the robot's not there now, is it? You, you can't do the voice now for us, can you, by any chance? Uh, I can't, unfortunately. It, the dash is waiting to be sprayed, so I've had to take it all apart. Oh, well, but I'll tell you what, though. If, if you have any videos, I think the Home Time listeners would love the nostalgia trip uh, on, our, yeah. on our Twitter, at Absolute Radio. So send that one to us, and we'd love to, love to hear it. I will do indeed. Uh, Jesus Jones, the iconic indie band, have just tweeted the letters WTF, and we all know what that means in response to me advocating cooking bacon in the oven from our first hour's chat about my oven being broken. Uh, I would say, as I said this to them in the tweet, Jesus Jones, please try cooking bacon in the oven. I guarantee you'll love it so much, you'll end up writing a song about it. Watch this space. HP says the Rockwell B1B Lancer Bomber. Swing wings, travels at the speed. Wow. Flip says the F-16 made my knees tremble back in the 80s. Uh, Soccer Fact says, uh, I always thought that the Aston Martin DB4 GT Zagato was the most beautiful car ever produced. There has been nothing during the past 60 years to change my mind. I love how passionate people are about this. Uh, we've got Emma on the line. Emma, what is your machine of desire? Oh, a third dream. I always wanted one. <laughs> wow, you almost get a bit husky in the voice when you say soda stream. Um, no, it's, I, I always wanted one, but it was kind of like banned in our house, so I had to marry someone before I could get one, because my mother-in-law bought me one. Wow, so you married into SodaStream? <laughs> yeah, it was like the SodaStream family. But, but we still, I mean, people still talk about, we had a SodaStream when I was a kid, and we still, you know, you eulogise about it as an amazing advance in technology, but it's just putting bubbles into water. It's carbonated water. But you can put vodka or gin in it and carbonate your vodka and gin. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking, now you're talking. <laughs> 
I know I'm such a bad influence. <laughs> and when was the last the last drink you made in your soda stream? I think I just made some fizzy water just to mix with something, probably more than like my alcohol. <laughs> Fantastic. You are living the dream. Good on you with your soda stream. <laughs> Thank you. The awesome Alex Capranos from Franz Ferdinand is back on Absolute Radio Sunday night from 10. Uh, it's a new show where he plays his favourite songs. If you want to hear a brilliant musician introducing you to new and classic tracks, this is the show for you. Uh, this week's got some great stuff. Music from Ian Jury, Squeeze, a rarely heard David Bowie track, Talking Heads, Zombies and some Black Sabbath as well. He's also promised to tell us a great story about the time he met Ozzy Osbourne. There's normally fireworks when you meet that man. Uh, listen Sunday night from 10 and catch up on last week's episodes in the free Absolute Radio Mobile app. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Time for Hometime Film Club. Now, normally this is where we all come together with the best intentions uh, to give film suggestions to help a hometime listener pick a film. That's how it works, because sometimes picking a movie is quite stressful. Uh, this week, though, we've had an email in which has completely flipped the whole concept of Film Club on its head, and I love it. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk to get involved. Uh, listeners Dan and his fiance Liz are having a movie night tonight and they want your suggestions for what films to avoid and why. And this is great because very rarely do we get a chance to sit down and watch a proper movie in our house because I like kids and work and all that kind of stuff and always being tired. So in a way, you don't want to waste time with a rubbish movie. So if you get this kind of exhaustive list of films to avoid like the plague, then that's a winner. Now, I'm going to chuck in a film that is actually not a bad film, but I just don't know anyone would have time for it. It's the new Batman movie with uh, Robert Patterson in it. I think it's three hours, 20 minutes. I had to watch it in three chunks. It's too long. Ian, and this is the other thing, people are not all going to agree on this. This People are going to wind each other up, let's be honest, over the next hour, because people are going to slag off films that you love. Ian says, Lost in Translation, awful film. I love that film. Horses for Courses. So, look, films to avoid, give a wide berth, avoid like the plague for Dan and his fiancée Liz this evening in their movie night. 8 to 12, 15 to text the show. And there's a right old argument going on our Facebook page right now. Why not join in? I'm going to chuck another one in. This is going to be a bit of a fight club evening, I'll be honest with you. Uh, even though RIP, God bless her, Olivia Newton-John, I hate Greece. I've always hated Greece. Hate the film, hate the songs in it, everything about it. I don't know why people like it. And they're clearly not that aged. They're like 30 odds. Who are they kidding? You having that? Shock jock. Steve from Cambridge says films to avoid. Ex machina. Boring and predictable. Me and producer Adam have just said reading that text. Steve's head's gone. That's a great film. Tipsy McStagger on Twitter. Yes, it's one of those nights. Any Jurassic World film, especially Dominion. Well, I, I, I'm not the biggest. Richie loves that kind of stuff. It's not totally my bag. Although we had Jeff Goldblum on, and I lied to him and said I thought they were all brilliant. Uh, oh, this is... James in Peterborough says, avoid downsizing the worst worst movie I've bought. Turn it off halfway through. It's the one where there's a little Matt Damon. Have you seen that? We had a, Me and my other half, Katie, had an argument about whether we should watch that or not. I've won out at the moment saying it's ridiculous, but she seemed quite keen to watch it. Brian says, Groundhog Day, appalling. Went on a first date, luckily there was a second... I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't like Groundhog Day. Genuinely can't believe it. Dave in Canterbury says, any Lord of the Rings films. I walked out of the first one to have a shave, clean shave, when I went in, and I think it's still playing. I think he's having a go at how long it is. But, I mean, I do. I like the Lord of the Rings movies. The The ending of the final one is definitely terrible. Me and producer Adam have been talking about that. It takes about 45 minutes for them to wave goodbye to each other. Him, him and the elves. Uh, I tell you a film that is terrible, that all three of them, The Hobbit, 
That's really bad. How do you make three two-and-a-half-hour movies out of, like, a 60-page book? That's ridiculous. Anyway, we digress. Uh, let's speak to Tracy. Tracy, what should they avoid? Oh, they absolutely can't watch Matrix Resolutions. It was one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. So what is it? Matrix what? Resurrections. Right, OK, what happens in that thing? Because I remember watching the original Matrix. I didn't even know it was back. Yeah, yeah they made it, the remake was um, it's supposed to be Trinity and Neo back in the real world. What, just like doing day jobs and that? Yeah, <laughs> day jobs and then we switched off before anything happened because it was just too terrible. How long did you get into it before you had to bin it? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. I like that, though. There's no point. You know, you get these people who like, I've started a film, I've got to finish it, I'll always finish films. They're wasting yeah. their own time. If you, if you know, you know that ain't going to get any better after seven minutes, don't you? No, no, it was terrible. Let's go to the phones. Nick, what are you up to right now? Uh, delivering Chinese at the moment. You're delivering a Chinese. Do you know what they're having? Uh, hang on, I can tell you exactly now what they're having. They're having sliced beef and green pepper, chips and curry sauce. Bit of an odd mixture, but... <laughs> what a combo. Wow. You can't judge the customer. Do, they, do people look like their order? Not physically, but do you think, oh, you look like a like a mixed bag type person when you hand it over? Mate, you wouldn't believe the sight they see. <laughs> do they ever get you to pick up other stuff on the way, or, or you would not do that? Yeah, the most common one is, can you drop me home? If I come in now, order a pop on for 60 pounds, can you drop me home? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And then he always tell you then, oh, I'll pay you delivery. I'm like, well, fantastic. I'll drop your pop on the you, <laughs> but then you're walking, meaty boy. I've never heard of that before. That's absolutely fantastic. Okay, so look, Nick, uh, we digress. Uh, I don't want their food to get cold. What movie do these people need to avoid? Oh, uh, yes, man. What's that? Uh, with Jim Carrey, all I'm saying is it's probably 90 minutes of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> what was so bad about it, particularly? It's absolutely atrocious. It's, my girlfriend sold it to me, usual thing, 20 minutes, flicking through Netflix. Then she comes out with, this will be fantastic. I was about 30 minutes into it, thought I'm going to get another drink from the fridge. Went in, got the ice out the fridge and thought, hmm, freeze needs a bit of defrosting. <laughs> I was out there then with the ice pick for 40 minutes, chipping away. <laughs> With the little voice calling, it's great, come back. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, well, listen, good to speak to you, Nick. That's going on the list. And, uh, yeah, go make a safe delivery and hopefully their food is not cold. No worries, look after yourself, mate. Good to speak to you. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway.